Hello, this is Mark Vines, and welcome to The Mark Vines Show. And thanks again for joining me. And you can follow me on Facebook, Rumble, and Parlor. And uh, we are still on Facebook. We'll see how much longer that's going to last. Uh, we'll see how long it takes before uh, Facebook moves to remove me and all conservative talk show hosts out there. But uh, for now, we're, we're still on that platform. But check me out on those other platforms. Give me a like, give me a follow. Spread this to your friends, particularly your liberal friends, so we can educate them on some of the nonsense and insanity that's going on out there. So first of all, what I want to address today is the whole COVID uh, pandemic thing. Now, as, as you can see, this has been politicized. That's no secret now. And I think that it's on full display. In fact, I know it's on full display, uh, because you guys need to think about this, right? Well, Kamala Harris and Joe Biden, it's really the Harris administration at this point, this is all political for them, and it's control, and it's about getting as many Democrat voters as we can possibly get. Now, if you doubt me, I just want you to bear this in mind. Now, as you know, I'm a retired FBI agent. And security was a big part of what I did. And in fact, that was, you know, that's the primary uh, job of the FBI is to provide uh, security and enforce the, the federal laws of this country. Now, I want you, the next time you're in an airport and you're going through the security screening, and you can't get through the security screening without a driver's license or photo ID, I want you to keep in mind that you can't go through that checkpoint but people are pouring over the borders with no ID. We have no idea who they are, where they're coming from, what their intentions are, what diseases they have, what their criminal histories are, whether they're terrorists or not. Now, before you think I'm being an extremist in this regard, I want to point out to you that we are finding people from the Middle East, people that are on no-fly lists or on terrorist watch lists, and that's been confirmed. And they're coming across our borders. You know, don't be under the illusion that these are just uh, poor Mexicans that are trying to come to the United States to find a better life. There are all kinds of people that are coming across the border. And these same people would not be able to board an airplane, the same airplane that you get on, without an ID. You can't buy cigarettes without an ID. You can't buy alcohol without an ID. You can't go to a corporate meeting for Coca-Cola without an ID. There's all kinds of things that you can't get or you can't do without an ID, but we're allowing that to happen. This has been politicized. Why? Because the Democrats know that the majority of these people, if and when they get the, the vote, and the Democrats are certainly pushing for this, they are going to vote for Democrats. I can tell you this, and you, you just have to let your common sense think this out. If you could prove empirically that the majority of the people coming across the border were going to vote for Republicans, they would shut that border down in less than 24 hours. That is an absolute guarantee. Now, when you're walking around with masks on and you can't go to work and you can't go to the gym and you can't do all these things in your life that you want to do, know that all of these people coming across the border are allowed to, uh, or they're, they're being put into cages, they're being put into camps, they're being put into holding facilities where there's no COVID practice whatsoever. But yet, you must, you must abide by that. Now, some of the other things I want to talk about as far as uh, the politicization of this, 
um, and and the effects, the effects of the the words people have on on others, and the negative effects that this has on on people. I want to play for you a clip during the presidential vice presidential debates in in twenty twenty, and this is a clip of Kamala Harris talking about how she would not take the vaccine, the Trump vaccine. She would only take it if Fauci said that it was okay to do it. Now, keep in mind, Dr. Fauci worked for President Trump. He's the president of the United States. And the last time I checked, Dr. Fauci was a federal employee. But just listen to the nastiness of this lady. Okay, so I'm just going to play this clip for you real quick. This is a short one. The Trump administration approves a vaccine before or after the election. Should Americans take it and would you take it? If the public health professionals, if Dr. Fauci, if the doctors tell us that we should take it, I'll be the first in line to take it. Absolutely. But if Donald Trump tells us that we should take it, I'm not taking it. The fact that you continue to undermine public confidence in a vaccine, if the vaccine emerges during the Trump administration, I think is... So there you go. That's your vice president of the United States saying that she's not going to take the Trump vaccine. Now, why is this relevant and why am I bringing it up today? I'm bringing it up because I heard a news report today say that whites are five times more likely to take the vaccine than non-whites, particularly blacks. Now, why is that? That's because Kamala Harris made the statement that she made right there. You know... Now, it's interesting because the Biden-Harris administration is pushing, coercing, cajoling, doing everything they can do to get you to take the vaccine. But just a few short months ago, she was saying that she wasn't going to take it. Why? Because the evil orange man wanted her to take it. But now, they're going to do everything in their power to get you and I to take it. Just ridiculous. And, you know, it's really just disheartening to me because we we don't think about these things. We don't put things in the big picture. We don't, you know, we. I think what it is is things become the narrative. Like, for example, the Russia collusion story was the narrative, and it was the news cycle. It was 24-7. It was rammed down your throats. It was just on and on and on and nonstop. And then nothing, poof, it went away. When's the last time you've talked about Russia collusion? When's the last time you talked about Donald Trump being on the take? You don't because it was crap and it was always crap. And now we have the next incident, which is the, the, the virus, and it just goes on and on and on, and it's the narrative. And people get to the point where they can't think any other way. And there's data that's out there that is available that you can look up, I can look up, and it proves to you what a farce our handling of the COVID-19 situation has been. And I want to play for you a clip from a guy named Jocko Wilnick. Now, if you don't know who Jocko Wilnick is, he is a retired Navy SEAL, and uh, he has authored a book. And Jocko Wilnick is the co-author of the books Extreme Ownership and the Dichotomy of Leadership. And in that, he talks about taking ownership of your own decisions and correcting your decisions when necessary. And he makes some excellent points here that I think is the case. And it's something that I've, I've talked about for quite a while, and I've mentioned on this program before. And that is that I get in the early days of the pandemic, we did not understand 
what was going on. We didn't know what was was happening, and there were decisions that were made. And we can debate the wisdom of those decisions, but you got to remember that uh, you're not in that position. It's easy to criticize people when you're not in that decision-making position, and um, Donald Trump did the best that he could. He even overrode uh, Dr. Fauci on many, many occasions, and Dr. Burks, as a matter of fact, and he's talked about that recently, where he overrode their decisions because he believed that it was the best in the best interest of the United States, and it turned out that he was correct and they were wrong. Um, but even the decisions that uh, he wished that he could take back uh, you know, again, he he had to make those decisions, and you base it on the data that you have at the time. Now, as time goes on, we have to correct our decisions based on any new information that we get. And the problem is, as I see it, is that we have not made any course corrections over the last year. And we are doing it by excluding information and only adhering to the information that we want to look at and not looking at other pieces of information and looking at other uh, reasons for why we have the death rates that we have. And I think that Jocko Wilnick, who was being interviewed interviewed on a Fox News program here, and I'm going to play you the clip, makes some really, really good points and some points that I've talked about on the show as well. And that is that your health and your fitness has a lot to do with your outcome when it comes to your reaction to the COVID-19 virus. So let me play this little clip for you. It's a little long. It's a little over five minutes, but I think all of it is very, very pertinent to what we're talking about. And I want you to hear it all to get the point. In response to COVID, our government imposed a lot of rules and regulations on the American people. Masks, social distancing, draconian lockdowns. They shut down travel. They tried to cancel holidays and canceled school and professional sports. They also told us who was most at risk of dying of COVID, the elderly and people with comorbidities. During the course of the last year, there were also studies that didn't get much attention from our public officials and that should have been shared with the public because information is power. And one of those studies looked at large disparities in COVID deaths between various countries. In the US, we've had over 1,600 deaths per million inhabitants. Italy has had 1,800, but Egypt had 116, and Nigeria under 10. Now, there are many possible factors. They have four countries have younger populations. Sometimes their exposure to similar pathogens have primed their immune systems for COVID. But there were other explanations for these disparities. One of them was obesity. Nigeria and Egypt have far less obesity than the U.S. Nearly 80% of the people who were hospitalized with the virus in the U.S. were overweight or obese, according to the CDC. And with more than 42% of our total population being obese, that's a pretty important number. According to the Palm Beach Post, in the United States, coronavirus mortality rates by ethnicity map map onto obesity rates pretty closely. But that didn't stop healthcare experts from pronouncing systemic racism as the cause for higher COVID mortality rates among minorities. Now, over the years, our government has spent billions of dollars on obesity awareness campaigns. Many rightly say it's a national security concern because 20% of males and 40% of female recruits are too heavy to enter basic training, according to military.com. Now imagine if instead of shutting down gyms and locking us inside of our homes with takeout, booze, and Netflix, our government had told us the truth, 
that losing weight and being healthy could save our lives. Instead, 42% of Americans gained an average of nearly 30 pounds since last year, according to the American Psychological Association. That was a missed opportunity to encourage Americans to take more personal responsibility for their health and wellness. It's also a failure in leadership. Here now to discuss is Jocko Willink, retired U.S. Navy SEAL and extreme ownership author. It is such a pleasure. It's such a pleasure to have you, Jocko. You're the only reason my kids are tuning in tonight. Um, so I want let's talk about the leadership um, during the pandemic. How do you assess it? I think one of the biggest problems that I saw during the whole pandemic, the way it unfolded was as a leader, you have to realize that you don't know everything. And if you make a guess about what direction you should head in, and it turns out that your guess was wrong, you need to be able to adjust and try something new. And I saw really both sides of the aisle that committed to some sort of theory and then stayed on that path, even after we knew that theory was no longer correct. Right. And the studies that have come out about obesity or the, or the, the linking and the talking about it in the press has really open, only happened in the last couple of months. And I'm wondering all summer long when we were locked inside and they, they knew these numbers. I mean, it was it's not it's not like rocket science. Right. I mean, it makes sense just even looking at the countries and looking at the obesity rates. Why do you think we didn't hear about that? And why didn't they tell us to get outside and and use this as you know, they talked about the great reset. This could have been the great health reset for America. Yeah, again, I think that people got locked onto this idea that, you know, what we need to do is stay away from each other. What we need to do is not go out, not be in groups. And they locked onto that idea so tightly that when we started to realize, oh, there's there's actually another solution that we should probably be moving in the direction of. But egos didn't allow that. And people just continued to say what we need to do is stay apart, stay inside. And obviously it's not good on a multitude of fronts. Right. It's not too late, right? Because we could have another pandemic. We don't know. Our border is open right now and there's another COVID strain coming up from Brazil. How do you think Americans should prepare right now? I know you talk so much about personal responsibility and health and fitness. Give your best advice to America right now to prepare for the next pandemic. I would say it's really obvious, like you said, get healthy, go out, exercise, eat good food, be on a good diet and and get outside and get healthy. That's it. Pretty straightforward. <laughs> it is pretty straightforward. You know, our government spent so much money um, on, on obesity campaigns. I think they just ought to just provide a link to your, you know, podcast and maybe everyone would just get fit. That would be a lot cheaper, right? <laughs> We definitely, it all starts with discipline, right? It all starts with discipline. Everybody wants some kind of a magic pill, some kind of a vaccine that's going to save them. You need to rely on yourself to save yourself. Impose discipline in your life. Start eating right. Start exercising. Your whole world will improve if you, if you follow that. Right. Discipline is the key to life. If you need more advice on that, you know where to find Jocko. He's always online. People love your podcast, um, especially young boys and young girls. So thanks so much, Jocko, for joining us. It was a real treat. Thanks, Rachel. All right. So there you go. That's uh, Jock, Jocko Wilnick, the author of Extreme Ownership. And I, I really agree with everything that he is saying. And it, it's personal responsibility. And in many respects, we are doing the exact opposite of what we should be doing. And that is taking care of ourselves, working out, getting outside, um, being healthy, whereas people have been locked down. And by the way, did you catch the statistic? This is a shocking statistic. 42% of Americans have gained on average 30 pounds over the last year. That is shocking. When's the last time you've heard that talked about in the news?
When's the last time you've heard suicides talked about in the news or uh, overdoses, relapses, people needing in, to get into alcohol, drug, or mental health treatment that can't? Uh, when have you heard that talked about? You haven't. And I believe, folks, I believe that when we look back 50, 100 years from now, we are going to have it written in the history books that we have completely mishandled this entire epidemic. And Dr. Fauci has been just allowed to run rampant. He's been allowed to make decisions, push and bully and get on TV to make really political statements to the detriment of Americans. And this is what happens when you put all of your eggs in one basket and you follow the dictates of one man, particularly a man that's not elected, that we can't, we can't get out of his position even if we want to. And it's been very, very detrimental for the country. So with that, folks, uh, I know this is a short segment today, but I wanted to get this information out to you because I thought that it was important. And, you know, take care of yourselves. You know, it's getting warmer outside right now. We are in uh, early April and it, the weather is starting to change. Please get outside. If you've gained that average of 30 pounds that they talked about, work on getting that off. Uh, eat right, sleep right. Uh, you know, work on your mental health, work on your balance, work on your meditation, uh, look up. Things are going to get better, folks. I absolutely believe that. This administration is really trying hard to tear this country apart, but I believe in the American people. I believe in, in our system. I believe in our representative uh, system, and it's going to get better. You know, people are really starting to see just how lousy this administration is, and it's going to turn around. People are starting to call this out, starting to call out this woke uh, culture that we've had, and the pendulum is going to swing. It swings one way, then it's it's going to swing another way, and, uh, you know, but at the end of the day, just like Jocko talked about, you have got to take care of yourself. At the end of the day, it's about personal responsibility. It's about you taking care of you, you taking care of your family, and together we will take care of the country. So with that, this is Mark Vines. Thank you for joining me again. Uh, pass this on to your friends. I know that your liberal friends will become educated. Maybe they'll become conservatives, but if you know, I just hope that they start thinking for themselves because that's what Democrats do is they are in lockstep. They are very, very disciplined. Um, that's that's why the uh, contrary to popular belief, the Nazis were actually left-leaning people. They were not right-leaning people. They were the National Socialist Party, and uh, so the Democrats seem to uh, align with that very, very well. And but we can't let them tear our country apart. But certainly, you can't. You you just have to lead where you stand, and you take care of what you can. And you don't worry about the things that you can't do anything about. Just worry about the things that you do have control over and the things that you can work on. And with that, you'll get better and the rest of us will get better as well. So you guys take care and we will see you next time.